a movie so scary it'll scare your pants off. At least that's why I assume there's a lack of pants in this movie. Tonight we look at 1330 Haunted Frat on the Gay Anarchist Yoga and Erotic Cooking Association. I want to kill y'all to laugh at my opening jokes. Um, I was laughing, I was laughing, but just not out loud. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing, it only counts when it's out loud. Uh, but because you can't have a fraternity by yourself, you gotta get the best pledges to ever pledge themselves to anything. First up, her father literally built the building. It's Amelia. Hi, I am uh, Bradley number seven. Um, <laughs> and I can be found at the Nefarious Navigator on Instagram. <laughs> Next up, they just collect paddles. It's Ro! Hi, I'm Ro. Let's be honest. I'm the guy outside in the hot dog's suit asking you to ask me about my wiener. Tonight we venture into the haunted world of gay ghosts. Well, okay, so the ghost isn't isn't gay. It's it's not really. It's a spirit. But mm. plot time and spoilers. There's not really a plot this time. Um, thirteen. <laughs> 1330 Haunted Frat follows a character whose name is important as he has a nightmare and then he has to write an essay while his frat brothers are killed slash made into spirits to make the others into spirits until they're all dead and then uh, and they do this through a mixture of them rubbing themselves and a spirit lady rubbing them uh, and, and that's that's pretty much... All that really happens in this movie, just the latter is repeated at nauseum, and there's a lot of parts where uh, Smarty McSmartPants brings up to random characters that he's writing an essay. Uh, There was an asylum at one point um, 15 years ago, and he needs help writing the essay, but no one wants to help him write the essay. So, um, all right, let's just jump into it. How did y'all like this experience? This uh, movie experience. <laughs> go ahead. No, you go first. I was I just gonna say take. experience <laughs> is a word for it. <laughs> it sure is. It's like it feels like a mood piece, honestly. <laughs> and the mood that they're trying to piece together is guys with abs rubbing their abs. <laughs> and and asylum spirits rubbing their abs. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like she she's she's not even a spirit. She's just a human lady who's kind of there but nobody can see. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't actually this know is, what she is. Was that ever this clarified? Is, this is this is like uh 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 someone took the lowest rated story on Litrotica. Uh, would it come when it came to like ghosts? Yes, and made it into a movie. Yes, that's what I. That's what I've been trying to say. I've watched porns that have more plot movement than this film. <laughs> in fact, I think they should have gone all the way and made this movie into a porno because at least it would have been more interesting. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> that being said, having a key demographic is important when you make a film any film and i mean uh someone 
had to watch this. Uh, so, uh, best guess is who or what were the key demographic for this film? Um, in the closet, extremely religious people. Want to take a stab at it, Amelia? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is there an actual answer to this, or are we just kind of making up our own answers here? We're just making up our no, own answers. Okay. No. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, yeah, like closeted Mormons or something. <laughs> uh, speaking of closeted Mormons, uh, there is this heartbeat that just plays over and over <laughs> again, and... Like the Mormons, I hate it. Um, what are your best guesses for the reason for its inclusion? Um, you know, I think that that was really um, an allusion to uh, to the Telltale Heart. You know, oh, like yeah, Poe's truly, classic uh, tale. <laughs> <laughs> they burnt down the asylum with a lady locked in a closet or whatever, and now she's out for revenge. You think more people would have ashes of the sanatorium? Ooh, that would have like that would have made an interesting movie to watch. (laughs) And this movie was let's put a pin in that. (laughs) Let's put a pin in that for right now. Um, So David D. Cocteau is a filmmaker with a massive filmography. But he's not exactly known for his quality. Uh, in fact, one of his movies, A Talking Cat, became a semi-meme back before the Max Exodus from that guy with the glasses. Um, a lot of the movies I've watched of his seem to take place in a single location with a small cast mostly of hot young guys who somehow end up shirtless, in, at least. Um, and then he also does family and Christmas films as well. Uh, that being said, if you want to make a porno, man, like, you know, make a porno, show some, show some D. Oh, <laughs> like, like, if you're going to make a porno, then at least you'll have access to, like, like, studios that make porn and the money that they bring to a project. Like, <laughs> this, if, Even- on it, this could have been, like, really good, like, well-funded movie if they had made it into a movie with sex. So I think what we should do is see if we can make this idea work somehow. So let's talk format. How could we change the format in order to make it more interesting? And yes, I have read your notes, so this is going straight off of that. Um, so personally for me, I would have preferred for this to be found footage. Like was told to me that it would be at the beginning where it was like, this is the surveillance footage of the haunted fraternity or whatever. And Oh yeah, like, recreate it as best as possible. With, like follow <laughs> cams and like steady shots. <laughs> well, and like, I mean, it would have been like a really good found footage film potentially, you know, because like it's a fucking frat house. You know, those creepy ass frat boys have hidden cameras in all their rooms and all sorts of crap, right? Oh, um, yeah. How did, how did the security cameras get his dream in the beginning? Right. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I think lived... they have one of those like fancy like MRI machines. 
<laughs> um, also, I, I didn't know this until, like, I looked it up. It turns out that high schools do have frats, so even though this is a high school frat, they exist, apparently. Wait, they were supposed um, to be in high school? Yeah. Uh, why? How did I miss that? <laughs> also, yeah, ew, what? <laughs> so yeah, let's uh, let's just make that into a college frat, please. Especially if we're gonna have them in you know skimpy outfits and stuff. Um, so uh, if students really left for spring break, I-, I think we need to condense the cast to just like maybe like five at max. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the ghost uses uh, their secret turn-ons against them and turns them into sexed-out slaves, you know? Kind of oh. like in A Dirty Shame, where, like, they open up their, like, sexual eye to, like, their perversions or something, mm-hmm. and that turns them into, like, slutty slaves. Right. That'd be fun. Yeah. And at least, like, you could build, like, a some semblance of a personality off, like, trying to include different kinks. You know what I mean? You can it, maybe you can at least try to flesh out a personality that way. You know what I mean? Right, and like also another thing that I think would have really like I feel like this director just really took like the most boring parts he could of this story and put those on film instead of like the interesting parts. Like such as. Okay, did we need to see this kid sitting on a bed with a notepad, like, three different times? Where's, like, the action of, like, oh, I have to write this essay about the house. Uh, Maybe we can have, you know, a kind of little montage scene where he's, like, discovering about the asylum and, like, looking, you know, at old newspaper articles or something like that. So then we get the exposition from that instead of him telling his fraternity brothers at different times. So... (laughs) Also, like you know how you know how like some movies would be like, oh, the asylum burned down, and the girl that was trapped in the closet or whatever died, and it turns out she was uh, like a distant relative of this first klepto or whatever his name is. As like, and so she's actually trying to get to him through all of his what blah blah blah. Like some reason for her to actually be whatevering like the the students you know because just like i'm out for revenge because i died in a closet and you just happen to be here is kind of boring yeah also like the revenge she was getting just wasn't interesting like like you were saying like with the kinks like you know that could have fleshed out the characters a little bit more if she had actually like maybe tricked the characters or kind of had like a poltergeist aspect. That would have been really cool. Uh, ooh, literally anything. Ooh, I, ooh, right. Ooh, 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 ooh. What if what if the what if the asylum was for uh, uh, you know perverted gay guys, right? Ooh. And so basically multiple spirits are like uh uh possessing these bodies to like fulfill their their desires and their kinks and their fetishes oh hell yeah and maybe the girl that they locked in the closet was all actually like some super fucked up kind of like nurse you know that was actually like doing very unethical things with the patients and that's why her ghost is coming back and like being all messed up and like messing with them right I'm, I'm um, like, imagining this, like, 
straight white girl, like, why don't the gays love me? Like, I can mm-hmm. make any boy love me complex. Like, if I can't have you, like, nobody can. Or, like, I'm gonna, like, use my... If I can't have you, this wife. closet will have me. <laughs> if I, I'm gonna use my wily, sexy nurse ways to turn you into my bewitched sex slave. There you go. Also, yeah. costuming would have been really good in this movie. Any level of costuming. Any. Aside from, you know... The tidy whities Boarding boarding shorts and tidy whities <laughs> Like, I was so annoyed. I kept forgetting that the ghost was, I guess, supposed to be from the asylum because, like, nothing about her outfit said that. Like, or no, nothing about her makeup said that she was a ghost. In, like... She's dressed in, like, a black party dress. Yeah. And, like, I think flip-flops or something. And I felt felt like that was such a big missed opportunity as far as, like, ambiance and just, like, general overall feel of the movie. Like, having a creepy ghost in, like, a nurse's outfit or, like, an asylum, like, you know, uh, like, one of those outfits um, that they would make the patients wear, like, that would have been a lot more effective. Maybe some makeup to make her look, you know, undead. <laughs> Ghostly. But that would have taken away from the sexy. Um, another thing that, like, it, going back to, like, condensing the cast down, one thing we really didn't get in this movie is interaction between characters. Bes- yeah. Unless, like, they were talking to Brainy Twink. Um and so, like, the c- characters who were, like, wrestling before didn't really meet the guy who was swimming or anything like that. Or even interact with the, the head of the frat. Um, and I feel like that was, like, a real missed opportunity because it just made it, it make, made it feel like they, like, uh, like, Brainy Twink actually lived in this house and <laughs> they decided to only film like, on separate days, and they could only get, like, one actor per day. <laughs> right. The whole thing is very, like, set up, rub down, zombie. Set up, rub down, zombie. Set up, rub down, zombie. Plot? Set up, run down, zombie? Like... There's this part where... There, there's this part, because it was, for the longest time, it was, like, uh, it was, like, quote-unquote sensual scene exposition quote-unquote sensual scene exposition and then they had two sensual scenes back to back i was like whoa they're breaking the formula um <laughs> and, well, let's and not I, get too daring here and then they had and then i just i i get i, I actually fast forwarded through the second or i guess the third shower scene if you count the water hose as a shower scene um because i was just like there is a shower scene in his dream as well. Like, no, th- that was after his dream. Oh, uh, he was like going to, but then he woke up and took it in real life instead. I remember now. Yeah, I remember dreaming about showers and then go and taking a shower. It usually means I forgot to shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you let's... you fall asleep and your brain's like you. <laughs> You're disgusting. Let's talk about happy endings. Um, there were none this in this one, movie. <laughs> and it just ends. He, he walks off screen and it just roll credits. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> Go ahead. So, 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 
I want us to take take a moment, real fast. So, think of how we have so far improved this movie with, uh, you know, um, found footage, uh, the uh, perverted insane asylum spirits overtaking, I guess, hopefully 18-plus-year-olds in a frat um, for their perverted desires. And I want us to think of a better ending than Twinkie Smurf walking off and it just cutting to black. Twinkie Smurf. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for one, I would have liked to see, maybe I think that would have been a really good place to put like a flashback, for example, of how we got this ghost that's messing with them. You know, maybe we could like have in our, you know, plot that we change this to have the scenario of like the patients like maybe uprising and like locking her in there and then you know setting the place on fire um and then maybe you have like i don't know some actual resolution as to what happened to like all the fraternity brothers (laughs) that'd be nice (laughs) i even for, like, the base movie, I think there was a real missed opportunity to, after, like, he walks off screen, to just, like, cut cut to, like, a frame of black, and then, like, resume on, like, the, the dream from the beginning where he's walking around in his underwear. Like, that would have at least given it some sort of, like, uh, circular logic in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, it would um it would at least like connected everything together. Um, I think, I think if I was going to end this movie anyway, it would basically just be with everyone taking off their underwear and going, "Go team!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, in, why not? <laughs> in my fantasy ending of this movie, um, uh, Brainy Twink. Like, he's like, I'm gonna go out there. And then he has to wade through this, like, quagmire of, like, perverted sex spirits to, like, who are trying to entice him into salacious deeds. And then in, like, a pure uh, show of supreme virgin energy he just has to be like no thanks i'm not interested (laughs) what if what if what if brainy twink is perverted sex spirits once and for all (laughs) okay i want to develop this more okay what if brainy twink is actually like the most perverted person in the entire uh frat but nobody like, knows like, it because he's a but no, virgin. <laughs> nobody knows it because he's a virgin, and no one, and he keeps clearing his <laughs> browser history. Oh god! Um, <laughs> and he used he uses incognito windows. Um, Friendly reminder that virginity is a social construct and it doesn't exist. But like, continue. <laughs> so. Um, so, okay, what if, and this is just me, like, co-opting everyone's ideas, by the way, what if the nurse 
uh, is actually like afraid of the other spirits and basically has to convince Brainy Twink to go and like be part of their fantasies. Basically, basically, uh, Twink, uh, Brainy Twink has to uh, adapt to all of their like fetishes and stuff like that uh, to get the spirits to leave the bodies of his fellow frat brothers. What if the answer all along was open and honest communication about your kinks? Only <laughs> <laughs> open and honest. <laughs> Didn't we just actually remake, like, the fucking seventh Eating Out movie with this? Girl wants gay guys to give her attention. (laughs) (laughs) And the lesson at the end is everyone should have just been open and honest from the beginning (laughs) with the awkwardly long sex scenes in between. Right. Well, I guess in this case, since they were sent to, like, an insane asylum for their perversions... Uh, or a sanitarium for their perversions. Uh, hmm. What if this whole thing was actually just, like, sex-positive, like, learn-to-love-your-kinks packaged in, like, a thin veneer of horror? <laughs> yeah, what if- I like that. <laughs> <laughs> It turns out no one was possessed the entire time. They just read Ethical Slut and became be- became more secure with their own wants and desires. In and the end, better at communicating them. In the end, little Billy admits that he's kind of into the candle wax things, and the spirits go away moaning, "That's all we wanted." What What's the guy's name who hoses himself off? Oh, does it matter? Bradley number 10. Um, well, it was like uh, Grandolf or something. Oh, was it Gordon? Yeah, let's go with Gordon. So, like, I know Gordon's kink uh, is wasting water during a drought. Um, <laughs> you do not need to hose yourself off that much. Once or twice over should be... Fine if you're taking an uh, like an outdoor no soap shower, like hose yourself and off there, and get th- out of there. There's like there's like three actual showers up there. You're just and you're just like, uh, maybe I missed something on my back. You didn't miss anything on your back. There is nothing on your back. Stop it. <laughs> we need the water. We're in a drought. We're in a drought. <laughs> Think about oh your God. life, Gordon. Think about your choices. This is you why global warming exists. <laughs> it's all his fault. It's all his fault. Kill him. No, don't. Mm. It's irreversible. You and capitalism. Um... Speaking of capitalism, can I just laugh for a second at the fact that, like, at one point they were talking about that one guy, what was his name, fucking Kelso, was talking about, oh, you should write about uh, crazy things rich people do or whatever, like, he wasn't a rich people. 
Are all then the of these next guys scene, like rich people? Exactly, because like literally the next cutscene was the guy being like, oh, I'm going to pay for all of us to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm still waiting for the laugh. The laugh? You said you were going to laugh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you, said I, you said you were gonna laugh. I did laugh. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, so, um, should there be any other changes to the formula to try and make the idea work better that you can think of? I mean, just make a better movie. Get good. <laughs> Get good, bro. All right. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Decocto, uh, now now that you've got some feedback, uh, we look forward to you going back and remaking this movie and making it better with all of this input from three people who have a podcast. Um, meanwhile, we, I actually want to write own, this movie uh, Asylum found footage film <laughs> yes can we please <laughs> well, i mean i actually want to make this movie um, now <laughs> you want to make every movie we make up i know because we have great you ideas make, you want to make daddy's boy <laughs> wait what i want to make daddy's boy that sounds fun If you were curious about Daddy's Boy, go check out our French episode. Um, (laughs) Which one? I think it was Eight Women. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, which one of these isn't isn't a real film? Daddy's Boy. It's a film about a girl who, after her... Her brother dies, she cuts her hair and tries to fill the role so that her father, who is like has crippling depression, like uh and dementia or something, like <laughs> believes his son is still alive. <laughs> That's fucked. And then whoa. she ha- and then she has to like stay as like a boy for like the rest of her life. Did we come up with that idea? <laughs> I came up for I came up with that for like a joke, and then everyone thought it was like a real film. <laughs> it was like it, it was like choose which of these films out of these three is fake, and everyone like bet on Daddy's Boy. Oh yeah, that yeah I remember that now. <laughs> we're so <laughs> done with this movie. We're talking about. We're talking about other podcast episodes. Um, Weren't those the good old days when we watched (laughs) movies with plots? Oh, what what is a plot? I don't think I even know what a plot is anymore. This movie made me forget what a plot was. This movie, like, I think the plot of this movie was just men walking around in a frat house shirtless. Like I said, it's a mood piece, Amelia. You gotta think for a second, like, the creative process, I'm not being, I'm not, like, joking or anything, I'm, I'm being completely serious, uh, the creative process when it comes to the actual, like, uh, conception of this movie, 
right? Because we know from film school and working on films that, you know, there's scripts, there's storyboards, there's the editing process, there's planning. Mm-hmm. It's really so, like, for e- and for something like this, there's also releases, there's yeah, uh, casting calls. You have to make sure the actors are cool with, you know, not only touching themselves on camera, but also being in, like, you know, tidy whities and having other people touch them. You have to get all that done, and then you ha- then you have to film it, and you realize that, like, all of the touching scenes have to be, like, 10, 20 minutes long to make <laughs> it a feature film. And... To their credit, they do make the sex scenes and eating out look normal. That's true. That is very true. When did it we, comes to length. Did we... That that workout scene, right? That was on a loop. Or was I just, like, really high and did I get lost? No, that was, like, that, was, <laughs> that was a loop. That was a loop. That had to have been a loop. It wasn't a loop. Because <laughs> he, he does, like, different things. Um, he doesn't just like do the same thing over and over again. He does it. He does like push-ups, and then like he does like pull-ups, and no, he does but, like, like a whole variety. Of but they those took, things like, are in a loop. They took like ten seconds of footage of him doing a pull-up, and then like played it fifteen times at varying speeds. And, and then like the punching, the punching one where he like does the sit-up punch punch and gets back down. They did that one a bunch of times, too. I think they actually just, like, had him... My, my theory is they just, like, found someone who was like, Yeah, I'll do it, but I need to work out for first. And they're like, Why don't you work out while we film you? And he was like, What? And it's like, We got a workout <laughs> materials room over here. So why don't you just work out? Dude, awesome! Free workout... And I don't have to pay the $10 at Planet Fitness uh, or something. And You just have to put up with this lady in a black dress while she runs her fingers all over you. I think he was literally just doing his workout, and they're just like, yeah, just touch him a little bit when, when he does him. stuff. <laughs> I don't th- from my perspective, I don't think they looped, but I wasn't watching that closely because I was just bored <laughs> at that I would have watched closer, but I honestly just didn't care. (laughs) None of these people are are my type of guys, so, like, uh, let me know when when one of them is an otter. Um, Because, like Alanis Morissette said, uh, you otter know. God. All right. Um, so, I think even even for this movie, uh, they could have cut down those scenes a lot. They oh, could yeah. have probably put more effort into uh, uh, Smurfy McTwink glasses uh, actually doing research and learning th- things be- instead of just saying them to random people. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice. Um, 
Were there any other notes from y'all about this movie that you'd like to bring up? Mm. I uh, two things. Go ahead. No, you can maybe go ahead. Maybe one of them no, laugh. Maybe I'll think of something while you talk. <laughs> oh, okay. So the first thing that I noticed in this movie is that some of the music selections in the soundtrack were just like kind of off. Like there was one part in particular, like right before that one guy gets chased and then the other guy shows up in the window, right? There was that part right before, I think when he was hosing off, when... Uh, the ghost lady was like running her fingers all up on him and it was like it sounded like chase sequence music which ended not long into the actual chase scene and then turned into the spooky music that kind of got it through the end of that scene when the guy shows up in the window like the the music just seemed like slightly off base (laughs) throughout a lot of the movie Um, but the other thing too that I think this movie could have definitely, there was a lot of room for improvement here, was building tension. Like, I felt like some of these scenes were so long and dragged out that, like, there literally was no tension or suspense in anything. You could have done, like, something really cool with the beginning, like, 20-minute-long dream sequence with, like, quick cuts between, like, the guy frat. Uh, thrashing for a couple of frames and then he's in one room and like it's something creepy and then back and forth you know instead of just showing him walking through this entire house with like random cuts of this guy like moving his head (laughs) but yeah those are my last two notes (laughs) what about you bro yeah it did seem like they were trying to go for a spooky vibe with the music but they just like pick the most like generic of spooky musics and then like applied it no matter like what was going on on the screen they were just like here let's let's throw in this spooky music you know what i mean yeah yeah um honestly i think there is a little bit to say about, like, the male gaze when it comes to horror movies. And how this kind of is, like, a little bit of a reversal of that. Because, um, you know, instead we're objectifying men this time. But, I mean, that's about as deep as it goes. Like, there's no real substance yeah it's just it's just this felt like a proof of concept for a porn (laughs) like this was never meant to see the light of day (laughs) if there was substance shown then this would be a porn (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's all right all i have to say about that I think we've said more than enough about this movie. We have given David uh, an option for a remake uh, if he so chooses to do it. Um, we have tried to discuss it as best as we can. And I guess it's time for us to end things as abruptly as this film does. So, Amelia, <laughs> does this movie make you want to pledge as... A- Pledge to a haunted frat, or just live in the dorms? 
It makes me want to live all the way off campus in a different city and a different state. (laughs) (laughs) Ro, did this movie scare you real good or make you want to actually write an essay that never actually gets written? Um, this movie made me want to write a more interesting movie to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well that's a weird thing, but if you've seen this movie or end up watching it later, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience with it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Gayacapod, that's G-A-Y-E-C-A-P-O-D. While you're there, why not suggest a movie for us to watch in the future? We're always looking for new suggestions. We can't wait to experience more movies with you. I'm Nito Kitchen. Oh, my... I seem to be rubbing my chiseled body. What is going on here? Amelia, help! Tell me your deepest kinks, Nato. I like it when you read me the Velveteen Rabbit in German. Yeah, mine hair. I will. <laughs> Later. Bye. Are we keeping all of that in? I hope so. <laughs>